Hello again everyone and welcome back to the underground. This is a special topical brief that is going to cover the critical infrastructure attack that occurred in Moore County, North Carolina and the subsequent humanitarian crisis that is ongoing in the area. I'm going to try to keep things short and sweet today for those of you who are in the affected area so as not to drain too much bandwidth, so let's get right to it. On December 3rd at approximately 7 p.m., at least two electrical substations in Moore County, North Carolina suffered catastrophic damage as a result of a deliberate attack. Local authorities have confirmed the attacks were carried out most likely with small arms. Electrical power remains offline for most of the county, and though limited repairs have restored power to some customers, it is unclear as to when the majority of repairs will be completed. State and federal agencies are coordinating the subsequent investigation, and a curfew has been mandated for the entirety of Moore County, forcing citizens to stay inside their homes from 9 p.m. until 5 a.m. Right now, we're not entirely sure what all of this means. However, deliberate attacks on critical infrastructure are relatively rare. But this recent attack highlights once again the vulnerability of our electrical grids throughout the United States. Atmospherics based off of official press conferences and briefings indicate that the culprit of this attack deliberately chose sites that would cause maximum damage. Though, to be fair, attacking pretty much any electrical facility would result in catastrophic damage, so it's unclear as to how local authorities arrived at this conclusion. Keeping things in perspective, we have seen a sharp increase in critical infrastructure attacks around the country over the past few years. Though these attacks have mostly been confined to major cities, which have garnered very little media attention. The most recent similar style attack to this one uh, took place in 2013 and is known as the Metcalf Sniper Attack, which occurred in California. That attack back in 2013 was a little bit more widespread. 17 uh, electrical transformers were affected during that attack. Uh, however, the impact overall was not that severe because electricity could be rerouted around the affected substations. In Moore County, the two substations that were attacked really were kind of the single point of failure for the region. So uh, when they went offline, they have stayed offline for the most part uh, until repairs can be conducted. From my wheelhouse, the far more concerning aspects of this attack are twofold. One, the location itself, and two, the immediate martial law lockdown via curfews. First off, Moore County, North Carolina is not just a random location. It is home to Southern Pines, which, along with surrounding communities, is a nondescript place in the heart of North Carolina that just so happens to be home to a significant number of Special Forces soldiers and their families. Without getting too deep into the details, Southern Pines' close proximity to various Special Forces training locations and headquarters means that Moore County, North Carolina is a relatively special place. None of this is a grand secret, but an asymmetric style attack occurring in this, of all places, is quite concerning. Additional concerns surround the immediate declaration of a curfew for local citizens following the attacks on the power grid. I myself have never heard of a curfew being put in place immediately following a power outage, no matter if the power outage was deliberate or not. To be absolutely clear, local authorities have not officially declared martial law, but any individual with common sense cannot help but note that a curfew is a de facto state of martial law, albeit without a formal declaration. Whatever the case, local citizens are paying the price of someone else's crimes and will continue to do so as long as local authorities maintain the curfew, which currently has no scheduled end. Interestingly enough, local police scanner traffic indicates that local crimes have not spiked at all several days after the event has occurred, leaving the rationale behind the implementation of a curfew even more unclear. We're not seeing mass rioting, we're seeing one or two instances of shoplifting, so why is there still a curfew? Why was there a curfew in the first place? 
This may seem like a trivial or biased observation, but atmospherics throughout the local area indicate that many locals might not be too concerned with the power being out, or they can deal with that, but they are quite strongly opposed to the curfew. Again, bearing in mind the unique population demographics of the area, the situation on the ground is that these seemingly trivial social observations can be much more significant than one first realizes. For those of us located outside the affected area, this is most certainly a wake-up call, demonstrating yet again the fragility of our electrical grid and the zeal that some individuals have for power and control, even at the smallest local level. Moving to more positive things, local communities throughout Moore County have stepped up and are providing a great number of resources for locals who are affected by the power outage. So let's go down the list. For shelters, the Moore County Sports Complex uh, is offering showers and hot meals, which are available uh, on site there. That's also a, an American Red Cross site, so they have uh, American Red Cross resources there as well. Also, the First Baptist Church in Carthage and the Aberdeen First Baptist Church are offering showers, and the church in Aberdeen has uh, laundry units available from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Moving on to food, the New Covenant Fellowship Church is offering soup and sandwiches, which are provided at noon. The Yates Thagard Baptist Church is offering food at their Whispering Pines Church location from 5 p.m. until basically the supply runs out. And the Cranes Creek Fire Department is offering uh, places for food trucks to set up uh, and distribute food there. So far, they've had hot dogs and uh, chicken gumbo and things like that from noon until 5 Moving on to charging stations, places where people can charge their devices. Uh, the Pinehurst Fire Station number 91 is open to the public from 8.30 to 5 uh, for you to come and, and charge your devices. Same thing with the Southern Pines Police Department, specifically their Haney Community Room, which is uh, a warming center and also a place for you to charge your devices. The Grace Church in Southern Pines is offering lunch, hot drinks, and charging stations from noon to 2. The Southern Pines Library is open for library services. I'm not sure if you can check out books, but they certainly have them there for you to read if you're looking for something to do. They also are offering snacks and device charging from 10 to 4. The Seven Lakes Baptist Church is open from noon to 4 uh, to provide entertainment for children as well as a place to, to stay warm. And the Rockfish Church of Aberdeen is offering lunch, Wi-Fi, uh, some work centers for those of us who are still kind of working at home, and charging stations are available as well. Additionally, all food line locations throughout Moore County, which are the locations mostly in Aberdeen, Seven Lakes, Carthage, and Southern Pines, uh, all of those locations are offering one free case of bottled water per family uh, until they run out. So I'm not sure if they're still going to be available or not by the time this brief goes out, but these are the resources that are currently being advertised both on local media as well as through uh, social media. Again, I'm not sure if these resources are all going to be available every single day this disaster continues or if this is just kind of a one thing, one time deal thing today, uh, but I just wanted to put those resources out there for those of you stuck in the area. And finally, here is a slide of local contact information, mostly political representation uh, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, but also the non-emergency line for the sheriff's office in case you need something uh, is there as well. So again, just wanted to put this quick brief out. Sorry we didn't have it out the, the same day that uh, the disaster occurred, but uh, we were running through our own little power issues here. So um, 
So that's pretty much all I've got at this moment. We'll continue to figure out what, what the impacts are going to be as well as an ETA for when the uh, electricity might come back online. Right now, there really isn't any uh, update. Uh, the, the Sheriff's Department is kind of bracing people for uh, this disaster to continue at least until December 8th. But it's really unclear as to when things are going to be back online. So far, power's kind of been cycled on and off for a lot of people throughout the area. So you might have power come on for a few minutes and then go out again. So just for uh, people in the area, just be advised that might happen. So, so thank you again for tuning in. Uh, I've got another brief uh, lined up right now that I'm kind of working on, but I wanted to push this section of it out really quickly because uh, a lot of people are becoming more and more uh, affected by this electrical outage. So thanks again for watching, everyone, and we will see you next time. And as always, fight in the shade.